morning, guys. This is Sean. And this is Dana. And welcome to our podcast, Morning with the Mishes. Yeah, so this is born out of just good conversations and this need that both of us felt on our heart to be able to share these conversations with like the people that we love that maybe we wouldn't otherwise be able to say it to them um, or just to people in general. Uh, sometimes we found that like I thought something Sean said was super edifying, he thought something I said was edifying mm-hmm. and we just wanted to be able to share that with people. Um, as introverts, yep. we were aware that <laughs> taking us out of our natural habitat, the conversations would probably not flow as easily. So that is why we have created this podcast also because we are a little bit cooped up right now, as yep. you all know, with COVID-19, as it is called. So we're making the best of it. Yep. So basically, pandemic plus introverts equals podcast, I think, is what we've got here. Yeah. <laughs> and plus the Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. God willing, we are doing this all for Him and all for His greater honor and glory. And yeah, just to bring you a little bit of brightness in your morning, in your day, whenever you happen to listen to this. So hopefully this is a good opportunity for you guys to... Start off your day with something refreshing, something edifying, and just something that brings you closer to the Lord. Yeah, and we also hope that we make you laugh. A lot. (laughs) Yeah. So, Sean, what have you learned from this situation so far? (laughs) That for the first five days, I'm not remotely myself. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't think really anybody is this time, but... Oh, goodness. I don't know. I guess that ties sort of into, like, what I was thinking of, because I know at one point we talked about talking about introversion, but also, like, loving people, and mm. yeah, something that I've thought about from an article that I read the other day is just something that's important right now is to have compassion mm-hmm. with other people. Because right now, no one is really themselves. Like, obviously, they're still them. But when you're in, like, sort of ongoing crisis mode for days at a time, Mm -hmm. it's it takes a toll on you. Like, it's a lot of people are stressed and anxious and upset Mm -hmm. and just all of the feelings all at once. And it's hard to kind of keep things straight, keep a grip, you know, and like to continue to um, just be good and kind and compassionate towards others. So it's important for us, I think, to kind of recognize that in others when we have tension during this time, you know, because mm-hmm. there is a lot of tension, I'm there sure, is. Yeah. like in families and among friends and mm-hmm. just like, wow, this person's being really snippy or this person's being really inconsiderate or like really that person is going to bring that up right now it's like well yeah because right now we're kind of a lot of us i think are like fighting for some semblance of normalcy or control or whatever it might Mm, be yeah so it's like taking a step back and being like something this article recommended was like just remember who that person was before all of this started like Mm -hmm. remember that about them like, you're still in 
this moment with them but like remember who they were because that's hopefully who they're gonna be again once you're out of this you know yes so like focusing on that and focusing on like not not holding these moments of like tension or frustration against um the other person because not not only are they not themselves but you're also probably not entirely yourself right no now, you know i don't think anybody really <laughs> has it together right now no no <laughs> it's funny there's it, it kind of goes at least for me i find that it goes back and forth a lot of just like mm-hmm. oh you know what i'm doing really well right now i'm gonna like reach out to these people or like i'm gonna do this thing that I really enjoy that I can still do right now, like go on a walk or uh-huh. like just make myself a cup of hot chocolate. Yes. And then there are moments where it's like, okay, I need to do those things just to feel some semblance of normal because I can't make heads or tails of what's going on in my head and my heart or around yeah. me right now. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to like realize not only have, not only having compassion on others, mm-hmm. but also having compassion with, having that understanding with yourself. Yeah, patience with yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, just um yeah, patience is a big is a big thing right now, I think. Patience with um those around us, patience with um ourselves and patience with God mm. because a lot of people are probably wondering, "Okay, God, how did you let this happen? What is happening here? Are you still in control? And the answer is yes. He's still in control. And just patience with his timing and his ways. It's hard to be patient, though, too, with him. Because you're feeling like, well, Lord, don't you want me at the Easter celebration? But the Pope's like, nope. Um, mm. So, And we trust that the Pope is the voice of the Lord here on earth for us. Mm. So just, yeah, patience with... Our Lord, patience with those who are um, in our government or in some ways have some control over what our future looks like. Um, Patience, especially because they're they're doing the best they can. There are Mm. some that definitely could get their act together a little bit. Um, Mm. But... And yet at the same time, it's like... What, like, you know, what would you do if you were in their position, you know? Right. Like, with how crazy this all is. There's so many competing, like, factors at this point of, yeah. like, just competing information, competing interests. That it's mm-hmm. like, you make the best decision you can, and you kind of just have to move forward from that. And it's like, I don't envy the people who have to make those decisions oh, right no, now. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. And I was listening to something, I don't know, within this past week or so, that someone was making a good point that uh, because we are not in a position to decide, I think it was Father Mike Schmitz, because we're not in a position, because we're not in a position to decide anything, um, we have the luxury to criticize. Um, Mm. So just taking that and realizing like what you were saying about the fact that to be thankful that we don't have to make those decisions and also just to pray for those that do um, as they continue to try to keep us safe and stop the spread of this virus. But enough of that. Mm -hmm. We're 
nearing the end of Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of people probably have not been thinking too much about Lent, or if they have, they've been maybe regretting the fact that they're not <laughs> snacking or um or whatever it may be. Um maybe even regretting the fact that you said that you were gonna write down five things that you were gonna that you were grateful for each day. Because at the end of each day, you don't even remember what's what's up and what's down. So it's hard to be grateful. But uh, maybe to just take this moment as to say, okay, I'm going to be merciful to myself. And yes, I dropped off this last bit of Lent. Mm-hmm. But there's still a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And we can recenter, refocus, and say, okay, Lord, does this change what you are having me focus on? You know, because maybe he's asking you to kind of focus on something different in this last bit. Like, obviously, it's not good to make a change in time of desolation. But, like, maybe he's asking you to focus a little bit more on patience or a little bit more on prayer than maybe you were before because now you have a little bit more time. Yeah. So maybe that five minutes a day can look like a 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something that, like, that, that idea that you're describing is something that I, I feel like a lot of us have gone through at some point in in some Lent in our lives where it's like, oh, I started off Lent with this. Like, this is what I'm going to do, all these things that I'm going to give up. And then, like, partway through, like, oh, well, I failed that. Well, I guess I failed Lent. It's like, mm, no, that just means that, you know, that that's an opportunity to pick yourself up and keep going. Or it's an opportunity for the Lord to say, let's change gears a little bit here. Let's mm-hmm. learn something from that. Maybe mm-hmm. what you learn from that is, your own weakness. You learn your own dependency on the Lord yes. in that. Maybe it's maybe something that you gave up this Lent is like something that doesn't really apply anymore because you can't go outside and it has something to right. do with being out and about. Like if yeah. that's the case, like that doesn't mean that you've failed Lent. It doesn't mean you have to give up on Lent as a season. If anything, it means that there's something else for you to look at there, something else in your spiritual life to examine. Yes, I agree with that. Something else that I was actually thinking of um, today, which we've we've talked about before and thought about, is um, is how this kind of time looks very different for introverts versus extroverts. <laughs> um, which, I mean, I think anyone out there will be able to relate to this. There's there's a meme going around on Facebook now that's like. Check in on your introvert friends. Your extrovert. Your extrovert friends, excuse me. (laughs) Your extrovert friends, they are not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because as introverts, you and I, like, we've we've talked before about how, like, you know, we are still, like, outgoing people. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways, this is kind of an opportunity for us to, like, reach out. Yeah. to the people in our lives who maybe aren't so much that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that's something that I kind of want to share with our listeners is just like that, you know, this is kind of your time to shine. Like if you're an introvert out there, like this is a good time to like, let that be a source of like hope and joy for other people mm-hmm. and a source of being Christ to others by loving them and giving them your time and your attention and your care. I think it can apply to extroverts too. Mm. So I know 
it's going to be a little weird because a lot of extroverts, they, they get their energy from being around people. And there's not a whole lot of people to be around at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, if your introvert friend doesn't call you, maybe you call some of your extrovert friends that you might think are struggling. Or even some of your introvert friends because your introvert friends might not be doing so hot either because maybe they're True. stuck in their head. That's a very mm-hmm. big introvert problem yes. that <laughs> we are aware of. Um, so it's just it's just a really good time for a lot of hope and for really spread it, spreading that joy and that love. Um, I, okay, I scrolled Facebook a little bit. I'll admit, <laughs> poor me culpa, I have to begin again. Um I saw this post on Facebook that comparing what movies have portrayed occurring during various apocalyptic times, which Mm. is everybody (laughs) turns selfish. They start buying all these things. It's like, and stealing, well, mostly stealing these things and there's gangs and society is crumbling and just, Every bad thing that you can imagine happening happens and you see tumbleweed coming across the screen because, like, that's just how desolate everything is and people have guns and whatnot. But comparing that to, the Post also compared it to what's happening now. People are singing to each other from their balconies. Mm. You We're smiling. We took a walk today, and we smiled and waved at a random stranger who smiled and waved at us um, as we kept our social distance and each, like, got off the sidewalk on, like, different sides. Um, But that's something that wouldn't usually happen, you know? And And there's not a breakdown of society, but we're finding instead people are like, hey, let's show people our art let's take people on virtual tours and museums because they can't be there let's give this this thing this gift for free like let's Mm. give people um a temporary form subscription for like this many days so you can watch all this great catholic content Mm -hmm. um or casual shout out the casual (laughs) shout out but actually though (laughs) Great place. Check it out. Formed. Formed.org. Um, yes. Um, but yeah, it's we're finding the opposite. We're finding that people are actually banding together. People are trying to figure out how to love during this time. And I'm sure that's not the case everywhere. Mm. But we see it in Italy even where we um, where it's one of the worst because of the dense population. And someone also mentioned just because they've smoked. They smoke so much. Um, but they're praising the Lord. They're out on their balconies. They're making the best of it. They're making a gigantic rosary made out of balloons and letting it off in the sky. That was the best picture. (laughs) Just random stuff like that. Um, Ways to really stay bright in this time. Yeah. But yeah. That's the thing is I think like it's, it's good to remember that humans are beautiful and humans are resilient, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like there, there is so often so many examples you can look at of like people being selfish or people, you know, falling 
into sin or people just really kind of being crappy. And right. yet there's so many examples too of just people recognizing solidarity and showing and sharing joy and mm-hmm. being loving to one another. And it's it's kind of a beautiful thing because, I mean, the season of Lent is supposed to be like a desert, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's mimicking or really en- not even mimicking, that's a poor word, um, entering into um, the desert with the Lord, those 40 days and 40 nights that he mm-hmm. went out into the desert and fasted and prayed before he began his public ministry, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you go into the desert and it is dry there, but yeah. in any desert, you also have these spots, these oases where there's just life mm-hmm. and there's breath and there's warmth and there's goodness and I think that's what we're seeing this Lent in kind of a big way is, yes, it's so dry in a lot of ways, like being, um, not being able to be with Jesus in the Eucharist, not mm-hmm. being able to be with our loved ones as much as we want to be, not having a lot of the things that we consider to be normal parts of our lives. Right. Like a lot of that is, it's a dryness. Mm-hmm. And yet there's these bursts of beauty, these bursts of life that are coming up that I think are just this good reminder that that there is still goodness, there is still life, there's still beauty to be found in the world, in each other, and that the Lord provides those in this time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We may be in the desert, but we're not desolate. You know? Because mm-hmm. Jesus, he didn't go out there just for the sake of desolation. He went out there to prepare himself. And also, in a sense, whenever he went out to pray, he went to be with his father. Mm-hmm. You know? And this is a time where we can be with our father. Where we can be with Blessed Mother. Like, we can really just enter into enter into the love of God. Mm-hmm. Without a lot of the distractions, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think one of the beautiful things too about this Lent, about this desert place, is that we get to be part of bringing Christ's living waters um, mm. into the world. Um, in Psalm, my one of my favorite Bible verses ever is Psalm eighty-four, uh, verses five through seven, where it says, "Blessed are the men whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion." As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. The God of gods will be seen in Zion. And I don't know. I feel like that's super applicable right now. That we get to show our strength, the strength of our faith, the strength of God by making this desert place a place of springs, mm. like by being yeah. part of bringing Christ's life, Christ's grace into the world. God, I'm so excited. <laughs> what are you excited for? I don't know. I'm just very excited about the fact that it's interesting. The first five days of this shelter in place has been very much a time of just like uncertainty and just figuring out emotions and figuring out what normal looks like and, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out 
the fact that even as an introvert, I go a little crazy when I'm deprived of my people time. <laughs> yeah. And yet, I don't know. Day six now is kind of a day of excitement for me of like, you know what? No, I can do so much with this time. I can do so much with all this energy that I have that I don't know what to do with. Like I can find things to do with it that are life giving, that are purposeful and meaningful. And yeah, yeah, that's just a really good thing to discover. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Our um our priest here, Father Mano, has been encouraging people via his social media to mm-hmm. uh, do things that are creative. Um, maybe pick up an instrument that either you haven't played in a long time or you've been meaning to learn. Um, to just renovate a room or <laughs> I mean at least yeah. Uh, (laughs) we are fully expecting the old rectory to be either like a newly made palace or just a pile of rubble by the end of this (laughs) no offense father (laughs) we love you we love you um um no but to do that or um i don't know there's been some little tasks that i've been meaning to do it's so a time to like really get creative. I've seen some, oh, once again, uh, revealing the fact that I have fallen this lint. Um, I've seen some things on social media where people are really starting to get creative. They're like, you know, I started making a, a steampunk jewelry. I don't yeah. know what that is, but oh, someone's that. doing that now. Whereas maybe they didn't have as much time for that before. And it's just a time... For like you said, for beauty to come forth, for creativity to flow, and just for those things that, honestly, if we're honest, I feel like now is a time that America is starting to go back to her roots. Because in adversity, what, she came up with so many, her people came up with so many creative inventions, innovations, and different things to help people and that's what we're doing you have distilleries that are breweries that are making hand sanitizer for people there's um other companies that are using their materials to make masks for the people in the medical field Mm. um it's just these selfless gifts and these moments of creativity Mm -hmm. that just rise above the struggle and yeah that's just been definitely a fruit of this time which you wouldn't expect but it's almost like it took us slowing down to actually really take into perspective our lives and the gifts and talents that the lord has given us and maybe we haven't really gotten to use them um in our jobs or Mm -hmm. what have you but we're finding ways to use them now and to to help others and to yeah just brighten their days too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you really see just such unexpected flourishing right now Mm -hmm. and it's it's such a wild thing like even apart from like any of this coronavirus stuff any of this like uh stuff to do with lent like humanity is just when we experience adversity 
we get creative. Like, how beautiful mm-hmm. is that, that we have that gift from God that, like, when we encounter something that's hard, that hurts, that's confusing. That's that, empty. Yeah, that he gives us this, the grace to fill that or to make way around or through it to something good and beautiful, to turn, um, to turn darkness into light, to turn... Um, madness into something sensible mm-hmm. yeah it's it's wild and so cool it is oh gosh that i mean that touches on how how we are made in his image and likeness and just mm. the wonder of god and who he has made us to be and how he has made us to participate in his creativity and blah (laughs) spiritual material man is the middle term (laughs) saint bonaventure theology (laughs) it's all coming back albeit slowly in in pieces (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) but anyway so yeah, how the Lord has made us to be creative in the way that he is, um, obviously to a lesser degree, we can't, because we cannot make something out of nothing, but he does allow us to participate in that creativity, which he has. Um, also, this is another time, too, where we get to see those beautiful parts of people's personality, mm. uh, which are aspects of the Lord, and some everybody in some way shows forth the Lord. And just appreciating, let's just appreciate humanity for a moment and just how God has made us in his image and likeness. So through appreciating humanity, appreciating God, but the fact that he made us in his image and likeness and in such a way that we are, as St. Bonaventure put it, the middle term. So we are both spiritual and material beings and... Whereas the angels are purely spiritual and the earth and creation and your cat and whatever else, they're material things. Um, they're just made out of matter. We're made out of matter, but also we have souls and we get to commune with God in such a special way. We get to just, we get to hmm. Lead creation back to him. It's just so cool. It is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we get to kind of be a both and be a go between to like be part of both like this beautiful material world, but also that we have the spiritual in us as well, that we have souls that are, mm-hmm. that are able to experience God in a way that nothing else material can. Mm-hmm. like yeah it's wild that we kind of get to be we get to be go-between sometimes it's like being a go-between is hard obviously right but any, it's, mil- yeah. any middle children out there yeah no but even like yeah like that's true in like any family and any relationship like if you're if you're a person who becomes sort of like a go-between it's hard Mm -hmm. and yet it's so beautiful like getting to create 
this sort of bridge of understanding, this connection, like being part of connection Mm -hmm. is wild and beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard to put words to this. It is really hard to put words to this. (laughs) It's, it's one of those really cool mysteries. Um, it's kind of of our faith and just of who we are as human beings, how the Lord has made us, that as we grow closer to him, well, we become to the point that we're more in tune with the people and other bits of creation around us. You mm-hmm. see the peaceful nun who can, for some reason reach down and pet a little chipmunk and it's fine. <laughs> I have a friend that did that. That's amazing. And she is she is now a sister, but anyway. Oh my gosh. It was wild. So it's just like people like that or even St. Francis who had the little bunnies following him or the wolf of Gubbio who he, it was this big wolf that was terrorizing the village, eating all the, the, the sheep and the various other things and just in general, just terrorizing the village and the villagers and they were kind of afraid and so St. Francis goes over, and he, he has a chat with this wolf, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And he tells the people, you know, you guys have to respect each other. Like, you guys have to take care of each other. You guys take care of him, he's going to take care of you. And he did. He became, like, a protector of the village rather than the terror of the village. Um, but just that link between the material and the spiritual to where man... Ca- kind of gets to be in both worlds to where we get to commune with God um, in so many different ways. I mean, in the Eucharist is the biggest way to where he physically enters us, but spiritually is also united with us. Or if we unite ourselves to him, you know, if we're, if our hearts are open for that. And this beautiful thing about spiritual communion too, is to where even though, um, we cannot receive the Eucharist physically right now unless you are a priest um, celebrating Mass. Um, we can still receive him spiritually and it will be almost as it, we had received him physically. Hmm. So he still chooses to unite himself to us spiritually. It's just that we kind of need that physical too. Physical definitely helps. He works with oh, yeah. our senses. He, that's why he gives us the sacraments. It's just to be able to encounter us uh, via our senses and so that we can encounter him via our senses because that's how we best perceive things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just kind of just noting that just that, that spiritual life and how and some we're actually all called to be mystics. So that's a fun fact. Mm. But it's we're all called to be mystics in the fact that we're all called to be united with God. And you think of the saints like what? St. Faustina, who was so united with God that, I mean, St. Teresa of Avila even, like, uh, experiencing ecstasy, like, just being, like, so entranced with the Lord. And just mm-hmm. so, ama- so amazed that, I think um, St. Faustina put it in one in one case that she was so filled with the love of God that to be filled with any more love, she would have need a, needed a resurrected body. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a wild thing because obviously for a lot of us, most of us probably won't experience the full like <laughs> ecstasy of St. Teresa right. of Avila or St. Faustina. And yet we are called to union with God, which is mm-hmm. essentially what mystical prayer is. Yes. Like having ourselves just, our hearts just completely united to his in just everything. Yeah. And yeah, it's... It's a wild thing. So practically, that's like what the first step is uniting our will. Yeah, it, it all starts with just, that's the thing, it all starts with the everyday. It starts mm-hmm. with just, even just like basic vocal prayer, praying things out loud, praying things like the rosary, reading scripture, like all those things. Those are the, those are the starting point for that deeper union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even as you like kind of, become um more united with him as you go deeper in prayer like those things never go away those things are always still like essential parts of like uniting ourselves with christ and with the rest of his mystical body too Mm -hmm. yeah that consistent prayer being faithful in the small matters and the small choices day to day um in uh, not eating that snack because you gave it up for lent but you not not just because you gave it up for Lent, but because you're doing it as an act of love for the Lord. So little acts of love. Um, little acts of love. Little acts of the will of just trying to conform yourself more to Him. And mm-hmm. trying to leave space for Him in your life, in your heart, in your mind, in your thoughts. I love the book by Brother Lawrence. It's called Practice... It's either called The Practice of the Presence of God or Practicing the Presence of God. For some reason, I get that mixed up, but really love that book. Very, very short, very simple read. It's split up into different letters and things like that, little conversations. And he talks about, yeah, practicing the presence of God, which is realizing how God is with us every single moment and at every single moment. We are called to pray, right? St. Paul says, pray always. St. Padre Pio, pray, hope, don't worry. Everybody just tells us, pray, pray, pray. So what does that look like? Because obviously I'm not going to be on my knees in the chapel all the time, except if I'm a poor Claire. And even if I'm a poor Claire, they still do other things as well. They still have little bits of work that they do in the convent. They have bits of spiritual reading, whatever else. Um, Times where they're eating. How can you pray while eating. We pray before eating, but how do we pray while eating? So Brother Lawrence talks about how in practicing the presence of God, it's a way of just having an internal conversation with the Lord at every moment, involving him in every aspect of our lives. And maybe sometimes we're not very conscious of this conversation with the Lord, um, especially if we're focusing in on somebody else and we're having a conversation with them. It might be hard to be chatting with the Lord then at the same time. <laughs> but I guess it's also just even recognizing Christ in the other person and recognizing like the Holy Spirit's presence in your conversation or the need for his presence in your conversation. Um, so it starts small, but even just, just those little moments of your day um, where you're Maybe you're by yourself or you're washing dishes or just walking around and 
can take it as an opportunity to really just remember for a moment, God is with me. And like, Lord, you're here. You know, actually talking to him. Mm. And it's in that, that way that we start to grow closer to the Lord and to really grow in relationship with him. Um, thinking about the five love languages, one of them is quality time. <laughs> yes. And if we spend our days with the Lord, wow, that's great quality time. Like, mm-hmm. that's the way that we're we're showing our love for him. And, you know, he's loving us because any love that we give him is always a response to the love that he's given us and the love that he is giving us. That's mm-hmm. what prayer is, too. Prayer is always a response. It always comes out of a call um, from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's such an important thing to remember that prayer is a response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That it starts with the Lord loving us. And if we're if we're gonna to respond to the love of the Lord, we need to like know and believe that the Lord is loving us. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's such a fundamental thing that especially in times of desolation or in times of like desert is like hard to to realize that the lord is constantly loving us is constantly pouring out his love for us and that our prayer is a response to that our prayer isn't us trying to get his attention we already have his full attention that's that's that i think is the game changer is like realizing we don't have to fight to get his attention Mm-mm. that even when we don't feel it the lord is loving us that the lord will not ever stop loving us and so our prayer whenever we do pray which hopefully the goal is to be praying at all times mm-hmm. like it's not an attempt to like bring god in from like um from wherever he was before you know it's not us being like hey god over here my turn my turn for like quality time it's like (laughs) acknowledging his presence already in you (laughs) exactly it's acknowledging that the lord is already there and knocking at the door of your heart like hey i'm still here i'm still knocking (laughs) i love you i have something to say to you (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and even just resting in those moments when he when it doesn't seem like he does have anything to say, you know? Because yeah. so often that's such a hard thing to fight through. It's like, no, I don't feel like I hear your voice right now, Lord. I don't even particularly feel your presence. And, and yet, if we really believe that that's true, that he always loves us, then it's just resting in the fact like, no, you know what? You're here, and that's enough. And I want to be here with you in this space Mm -hmm. in my heart in my life yep even if i don't see you yes and that is practicing the presence of god Mm -hmm. yeah yeah carmelites call it the garden of the heart Mm. yeah we Mm. talked about that in our first conversation yeah i I'm not surprised that I have brought it up again. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Have you guys found your garden yet? 
and you thought about it, don't tell anybody. Don't have to tell anybody what your garden looks like. It's just a place where you and the Lord go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like that little place where he is in your heart. And you get to sit and be with him. Yeah. That's such a peaceful and beautiful thing, too, is to, like, to think about what is that place in your heart where the Lord is look like. And, yeah, it's it's something that actually, um, there's this beautiful book called The Read of God. How do you spell that? The R-E-E-D okay. of God. <laughs> and it's, it's talking about Mary, but it's also kind of relating her back to us in a way. Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, Mary is the one who, like, brought Christ into the world. And yet, um, in our in our own ways, in our own lives, we're kind of called to imitate that. To, oh, yeah. to bring Christ into the world. And so, just like Mary, obviously, like, in her womb carried the Lord. Like, each of us sort of has a space in us that's, like, specifically shaped for how we're going to bring the Lord into the world. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, and so she kind of talks about it like maybe the space in your heart is like a nest where like you that you like build and like tidy and keep tidy and prepared for the Lord to just like make a home there. Maybe it's maybe that space is like the inside of a reed, which is why she make she um the, the title of the book is that I can't remember the name of the author for the life of me. But she talks about maybe maybe that space is like the inside of a reed where the Lord plays his music like through you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I was looking. I was, I was <laughs> listening and like, okay, what? How? I don't understand. <laughs> reed is in the musical instrument. <laughs> okay, that makes a lot more sense. Like an oboe reed? They're, yes, they're hollow. something like that. Yes. <laughs> Definitely not a clarinet reed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, dear. Oh, man. I'm just having flashbacks to the one month that I tried to learn to play the oboe, and it did not go well, because I kept breaking <laughs> the reeds. You're kidding! <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, sad. Oh, man. But, yeah, just maybe that space is like that hollowness, like that through through you, the Lord, like, brings music and light into the world, maybe, and just kind of, like, the author encourages you to think about like what is what is the space in your heart look like like what is what is that space that the lord fills and through which the lord comes into the world through mm. you yeah and it's just a really beautiful exercise to kind of think about like you know what what is that space like for me I'll I'll share this cuz it's like something that is like really near and dear to my heart is for me I feel like the shape the shape in my heart is like a fireplace mm. and so I kind of think of it as um, the Lord is like the fire in that fireplace, um, that like obviously brings me warmth and like light and joy, but it's not meant to be just for me. Like right. that space in my heart is where I invite others in, like mm. to kind of meet the Lord to like, and by giving them like that hospitality of like welcoming them into my life and into my heart, carrying them with me, um, caring about them, um, I'm giving them a space next to the fire, next to the Lord, um, at that fireplace. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. So just mm-hmm. kind of, it's a, it's a good thing to pray about. Like, what is, what does that space in my heart look like? How does the Lord come into the world through me? Mm-hmm. 
we might be talking about different aspects, I think, of the heart mm-hmm. is what it sounds like. But I really love that because that's a really good reminder of, yes, how how the love of the Lord is not just for us. You know, we're supposed to mm. receive. We're supposed to be as... Um, as a fountain that never runs dry, that is always giving life um, of the Lord, you know, being filled up by Him and giving. We're not, we're not like a was it like a reservoir that, you know, just kind of grows stagnant there. Stagnant there. There's only like one source of water, and it's only a certain amount. You know, mm-hmm. no, to be actually allow yourself to be filled with the Lord's love not just for you, but for others, and to be, like, always overflowing like that. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely not called to be reservoirs, because a reservoir is a bad reservoir if it overflows. Like, it's not doing its job if it Mm. overflows. And yet that's, like, part of what we're made for, is to just overflow with the love of God. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and invite people. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I see what you're saying about different aspects, like... Where where you go to be with the Lord, just you and Him, mm-hmm. versus like where you invite how... others into your heart, exactly, or how you love others with your heart, and like show them the Lord. So it's like it's almost like if we're imagining it as a garden, it's like I think the fireplace is maybe at the entryway of the garden. Mm, you know, I like that. Yeah. So in order, but in order for like the fire to be built in order for the fountain to be replenished you need to go actually into the garden and be with the lord Mm -hmm. Um, it's a very deep deep place where just you and him are Mm -hmm. and then to be able to really beautiful way let people into that as well the Mm. entrance so yeah 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 no that's so good and so true though like and this is such a good time to do that, to kind of start to explore the depths of that interior garden or like, mm-hmm. like St. Teresa of Avila calls it the interior castle, like yeah. where the Lord is in your heart and mm-hmm. where he dwells. And did you do some spring cleaning? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spring is coming, folks. I saw the crocuses today. The evidence is out there. Yes. Spring is coming. The squirrels Guys, there are, are flowers. It's beautiful. <laughs> squirrels are out. There's baby ones. I'm pretty sure I saw. Um, they're they're getting their acorns and everything that they had stored up. The robins are back. The <laughs> geese are mated. Everybody's paired off. Yep. We and saw a cardinal and a blue jay today. Like a woodpecker. Yeah. Yes, it's awesome. So spring cleaning, guys. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about hearts and trying to enter into the depths of our hearts. It's going to be hard to get there if there's a lot of junk in the way or mm-hmm. if there's a wall up because mm-hmm. there might be some walls up. And yep. I think we talked about those yeah. um, before. But just to kind of even look at um, that again, okay, what might... But more as a reflection, okay, what is in the way of the garden of my heart mm. or whatever it may be? What is keeping the f- fire pit or the fireplace? Like, is there something all gunked up? You know, mm-hmm. is the smoke not coming out properly or are the logs wet? What's happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, so spring cleaning, 
take time, look at, okay, in my life, where are these attachments that are keeping me from the Lord, keeping me distracted from Him? What kind of things have I let kind of clutter up? What kind of past memories have you let stick around for too long? Mm. Um, something that I'd recommend praying is a litany of trust by yes. Sister Faustina of the Sisters of Life. Very beautiful prayer. Also, the Surrender Novena mm. uh, by Father Dolin- Dolindo. Uh, so I would recommend looking that one up too. There's just ways to just kind of start letting the Lord in to, you know, take a look around. Ask Our Lady to help straighten up because there's some places in our hearts to be sure that are not really in shape right now. There's some cobwebs. There's maybe some things that we haven't looked at in a long time. Maybe they're good things that we haven't looked at in a long time, but but for whatever reason, you know, we're not looking or, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, attachments maybe clogging it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, just taking that time to to really kind of dig deep and find those those things that are keeping you from the Lord. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the whole point of Lent, right? Like, yeah. that, that's the whole point of us entering into this, like, season with the church is we're like, okay, like, we're about to celebrate, like, our salvation, like, that Christ mm-hmm. died and rose for us. If we're going to enter into that as best we can and, like, rejoice in that and, like, have true, like, sorrow for our sins and all these things, like, then there's probably some spring cleaning we need to do, yes. like you said. <laughs> like, like, that's the thing is, like, in... It's wild, but I think in some ways this time, this year of 2020, this particular Lent is kind of teaching us what Lent is supposed to be about in a lot of ways. Like that it is supposed to be a time where we're like recognizing those things that distract us from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I mean, gosh, if if you can't see them now with all the other like things in your life being kind of like taken <laughs> away from you right now then ask the Lord to give you that sight because yeah. this is the time to see it. This is definitely the time to see it. Yeah. And even, too, like, okay, now that those other things are taken away, what is it that I'm focusing more on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm hyper-focusing on food now that there's not as much to focus on, you know? Mm-hmm. And just asking the Lord to, like, temper those things. Maybe they're not altogether bad, but mm-hmm. even just asking the Lord to, you know, bring balance to your life. Yes. And that'll be a form of spring cleaning. Um, and obviously, we can't really get to confession right now, not unless you're actually physically in danger of death. Right. Um, so the Holy Father has put out different means by which we can be granted certain indul- plenary indulgences. Yes. Um Certain prayers, I recommend that looking that up um, mm-hmm. it, because I know some of them are, you know, just to be able to look into our hearts to really take stock of what's there and to be contrite for our sins and for those failings, um, to bring those as children very simply and straightforward to the Lord, just lay it all out, here it is, Lord, and asking for his forgiveness. Um, one of the concrete ways which he, which the Holy Father Father has told us that we can do that is through the Divine Mercy Chaplet and uniting that to the Mass. Um, it's a very powerful prayer um, simply because it is united to the Mass and for, and because it is 
uh, offering up with the Mass of uh, Christ to the Father. Um, and also, just even just praying the rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm sure going to the Mass, too, is probably part of that as well, because we can still attend just via um, mm-hmm. virtual means, but... Yeah. And recommend, yeah, definitely looking those up. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is a good time to just really soak in the mercy of the Lord, because yes. it is such a beautiful thing that, like, the Holy Father has opened up all these different... Avenues. Has really, like, opened up the storehouse of graces, mm, you know? Yes. Like... Yeah, just opening up like, okay, like, we need mercy, we need grace right now. Mm-hmm. Here's all these different ways you can get it. Right. So, yeah. All right. I think now's a good time to wrap us up in a prayer. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Veni Sancte Spiritus, Veni Primarium, come Holy Spirit, come through Mary. Fill us with your grace, your peace. Help us to see those places in our lives where we need you, where we need your spring cleaning. Come into our hearts, Lord. Thank you just for the gift of life. All glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. It's been great. Yep, it's been good. Lovely to have you with us for our first week of podcasts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We made it through. Woo! We, we survived. <laughs> We're surviving. All right, folks. Be well. God bless you. Stay safe. You're beautiful human beings. God bless. <laughs>